When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. For today's episode, I wanted to play for you one of the bonus episodes from earlier in the year. This originally aired for subscribers on January 13th. And I wanted to play it as a main episode because it's such a fundamental tool of soul recovery, where we let go of the illusion that we can change or fix the people, the circumstances, situations in our lives. And that desire that we have to fix and to control is what's making us unhappy. The allowance that we actually can release this responsibility and that when we can truly admit that we are powerless, not from a place of less than, but from a place of empowerment, that we realize that our control for ourselves is the only power that we have, the only control that we have, and we stop giving it away. We stop trying to fix the unfixable, and we turn the attention to ourselves. We do our own inner healing. We choose our own life. We find our internal resources and power. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change, positive results in our lives will follow. For this episode, I wanted to come back to step one, step one in soul recovery. And if you're here through the door of Al-Anon is similar. Step one in Al-Anon is admitted we were powerless over alcohol, which is what it is for AA, but really it's someone else's alcoholism. And then going a step further and saying people, places, and circumstances, and that our lives had become unmanageable. In soul recovery, I'm still working on my steps, but here's my working step so far for step one of my nine steps that I've created. It's recognize we are powerless over people, places, and circumstances, realizing our desire to control anything outside of ourselves And seeing the pain and suffering in our lives comes from this unhealthy thinking. I know that I continue to come back to this foundational step in almost every moment in my life when I'm feeling discomfort or I'm frustrated or I'm scared. 
I realize I'm back in this foundational step. I feel powerless. I'm powerless over somebody else's behavior. I'm powerless over somebody else's way of being in the world. And that I want it to be different. And that that desire to want it to be different feels unmanageable. And I love this reading that I read in Hope for Today. It was from January 10th. It said, like many children of alcoholics, I vowed I'd never drink like my father. Nevertheless, I do get drunk, only I get drunk on feelings. If not checked, my hurt, anger, and fear can trigger a downward spiral that leaves me feeling completely unmanageable. I'm often unable to function as I allow my bad moods to drag me into a pit of depression. It is as if I'm an emotional drunk. I can't hold my feelings any more than the alcoholic can hold his liquor. I thought that was such a powerful statement about really understanding that we can be on these emotional binges, it says. It says, I use the first step to accept that just for today, I'm powerless by myself to stop these emotional binges once they gain momentum. And that's so true that this isn't something that you just all of a sudden you go, oh, I totally get it. I'm, I'm powerless. You know, everything's going to be fine. No, this is going to be a continued journey for the rest of your life. It's a continued journey for my daily my daily life. But now that I have awareness of it, now that I can see it, it allows me to have a choice. It allows me to connect with a part of myself that says, Oh, okay, Rachel, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling worry over something that's outside of your control. And that's okay. That's okay. We're here to not judge. We're here to learn how to be kind to ourselves, constant compassion, constant compassion, constant being in touch with what is happening within us. Soul recovery is turning the attention to ourselves and our inner well-being. I love in this workbook, Reaching Out for Personal Freedom, which is an Al-Anon workbook, Working Through the Steps. In step one, it says, one of the questions is, What keeps me holding on to the illusion that I have the power to change someone else? What keeps me holding on to the illusion that I have power over someone else? And I think that's such a powerful question because we do have this belief, this illusion that we can elicit change in someone else, that we can make something be different. And I continue to find it so interesting in my own relationship with Rich that his, what I think is a Instagram addiction makes me a little crazy. So he may not be drinking now, but we all have different things that we have our behaviors. I assume he's not drinking right now. That's another caveat. I'm not asking, doesn't seem like that's happening, but letting, letting that part go since the trip to Mexico But what I watch him is I watch him constantly like picking up his phone and, and doing the scroll and doing the scroll. And I don't know if you're like me, but when somebody else is scrolling through and the sound is on, it's really irritating and you can hear what they think is funny and them laughing and all these different sounds. And it's, it's intrusive to me. It's intrusive to my space. 
However, I am also setting up an environment where I'm over on my side of the house or in the living room, and I am also engaging in what I feel I want to be doing. So I have music that is out in the living room that feels good to me. And I am also potentially on my phone, but I think what I'm doing is more important because I'm engaging with people from Recover Your Soul. I'm doing emails. I'm liking posts that are within the recovery or the spiritual space. I feel like I'm engaging in a way that is more meaningful. And I catch myself and I think, why do I think what I'm doing is justified and more valuable than what he's doing? Why do I think that I should have control over how much time he spends on his phone. We're not actually engaging with each other. This isn't even during time when there's supposed to be engagement with each other. And that's the illusion that I think what I am doing has more value and that it is more important. Now, if we're sitting together and we're having our coffee together and his face is in his phone, that doesn't feel good to me because I feel like I'm being ignored. I don't feel like I'm having connection. So the truth is, it's actually not about him being on Instagram. What it's about is I'm over on my other side, missing him and wanting connection. And it reminds me of what it felt like when he was very actively drinking that the alcohol, it isn't that they're drunk or inebriated, it's that they're away from us, that they're not connecting, that there isn't space for us to connect because the alcohol takes over. And so does the internet. So does all of the social media. It's really about disconnecting us and keeping us from being intimate with each other emotionally. So my illusion can be that I feel that If I am acting a certain way or being more spiritual or journaling or reading that my illusion may be that he may see this as a way to think, oh, I should do what Rachel's doing. My illusion is that what I'm doing has more value than what he's doing and I want to control it. And that makes me crazy. So when we started the new year and we were doing something and it recommended that you should journal a certain way. And I watched myself do the thing where I'm like, oh, let me go get your journal for you. And we can journal together. And the first day he's like, okay. And so he got his journal out and he wrote a couple things and we shared what we had journaled. And then it sat there on the living room table, untouched with a pencil on the top. And I'm journaling away on my side and I'm looking over at him with his journal in front of him. And I have an illusion that I think that he should be engaging in his spiritual work the same way that I do, that it would benefit him. Well, it might benefit him. I I don't know. But again, it's this part of us that thinks that we have the power to change someone else. We have the power to change someone else. And every time I do that, I catch myself and I come back to step one and I go, oh, sister, you're powerless over people, places, and circumstances. And the desire to control anything outside of myself 
is causing my pain and suffering. And it's unhealthy thinking. More and more, I have clarity of the ability to share my feelings that are my feelings about what's going on with me. And I think that it's really important that we don't lose our voice. I have sometimes a feeling like Al-Anon wants to say, like, always keep your mouth shut and don't say anything. And that may or not may not be true. That's my interpretation of it. Again, with everything I say, I'm not an Al-Anon expert. I'm actually not affiliated with Al-Anon. It just has been a foundational tool in my recovery and I'm sharing my recovery with you. So that's what soul recovery is. I'm just here to share my recovery. What I felt like in some circumstances that it said was you should always choose to be quiet. And I think that it's important to really temper what that is and realize, am I trying to control a situation or am I sharing my feelings and my experience? Now, as I said that, I just had this memory of Rich at this period of time of our life where he would emotionally vomit and dump all of his anger and his frustration and what he wanted. And then he would say, I'm just sharing my truth. And I used to just look at him like, I am now completely covered in all of your emotional vomit. And this isn't your truth. This is this is yucky. I was really conscientious of my experience in my healing of we need to share our truth, but it doesn't mean that we're purging a lot of negativity or blame or venom or resentment or damaging information and then claiming it as our truth. What we're doing is we're coming from that compassion of all sides, that self-reflection, the self-awareness, the I need to share what's happening with me, but I'm not asking you to be different or to change. I'm asking you to hear me for what it means to me. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If these episodes are helping you in any way and you want to donate, you want to really figure out how can I support this community and recover your soul, please look at the show notes below. There is a link to be able to donate monthly three, five, eight, or $10. This cost of a fancy cup of coffee would really help support this community and recover your soul. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. So in terms of Rich's admitting that he was drinking in October and we're sitting on that little restaurant on the street of Sayulita and he's sharing with me that he was going to drink on the trip, that he had just been dabbling, that he's having a hard time. And I could have vomited a whole 
thing about you said that we were doing this and you're lying to me and you're all those things. Now, as we know, if you've listened to the podcast, a lot of those feelings did end up bubbling around and that did happen. But in that particular situation, what I feel strongly about gratitude in myself is I was able to stay centered in myself and come from a place of self-reflection of my own and say, I'm feeling really scared about this. I recognize in myself that it takes me to a place where I'm afraid that everything's just going to go back to how hard and difficult it was before. And that really scares me. And that we're alcoholics and that I'm an alcoholic. And that I know for me that if I ever drink again, even if I can handle it for the beginning, that it is a slippery slope and I will eventually go back to the behaviors and the obsession of alcohol that I had before. And that's frightening to me that that would happen to you as well. And I don't want you to change. I'm not asking you to be somebody else. I'm not demanding that you are somebody else. What I'm saying is that in my life, for me, this isn't feel comfortable. This doesn't feel like the life that I want to have. It was a hard conversation. At that moment, you know, he's in his feelings and his energy. And it's not about having the other person totally recognize and accept what you're saying. It's about knowing for yourself that you shared of your heart in a way that is only really about you and that you're releasing the other person. Because in that moment, I didn't have the illusion that I could control him. In that moment, I knew exactly what I was looking at. Now, down the road, as those weeks went by, and I got caught up in my humanness, and my humanness and my, my anger, and my feelings that go back and were reaching back and grabbing a lot of our past together and a lot of the hurts together. That's okay. That's part of our process. That's part of allowing those things to work through us. What I'm grateful for is that those feelings happened and then we were able to communicate more with each other in healthier ways. And I continue to come back to step one that says I am powerless over his alcoholism. I'm powerless over my alcoholism and I'm powerless over people, places, and circumstances. And I can release the illusion that I can change or fix anybody. But the truth is the more that I do this work on myself, the more that I turn the attention to myself, the more that I do this journey, it has affected positive change in my family. It has affected positive change in the world around me. It has affected positive change in the fact that you're listening to this and we're having this experience together and we're sharing and growing and learning together. And we're finding our own inner peace and happiness, even when it's hard. And what a gift that we get to do this together, that I get to share this with you. That's because I'm willing to make this choice to do the work for me. So when it comes to something as simple as the Instagram, I have to let go of that part of me that makes a judgment on whether that's how he should spend his time. But I also can have boundaries and ask for what I need 
when it is interrupting our connection, our communication, and our time together. And then I have to let it go, honestly, and continue to work on myself so that I can be making changes in my life and I can be making choices in my life that are aligned with who I am. And I'm always saying that the choices that we make in our relationships are important that we never feel like we have to betray ourselves to be in relationship. That there's such an important part of letting go of the control and seeing the pain and suffering in our lives from trying to manipulate and control and think that we can change somebody else. And having clarity of who we are and what we need, and that we are deserving of healthy relationships, that we are deserving of being in a place in our life where we're safe, emotionally, physically, spiritually, where we can grow, where we can be held and fostered to be our best self, and that we don't have to diminish who we are to let somebody else be who they are. It should be an equal playing field. But we can't force anybody to do or be anything that they're not ready for. They have to choose it for themselves. Not easy, the step one. And it's okay to come back to it over and over. It really is okay. We're in this growing and reflecting and changing and learning And every day we learn something new about ourselves. And every day we deepen our connection with higher power. Every day we would deepen our connection with ourselves. And that's the most important connection to have. Because when we're strong in ourselves, when we're strong in the knowing who our foundational spiritual self is, we can tackle any of these situations in our lives. We can handle the complexities of relationship. We can handle the complexities of being human. We don't have to completely collapse. We don't have to completely shut down. We don't have to turn to rage and despair. There's always hope. My desire for this podcast is that you feel the hope, that you feel the support, that you know that you can always lean on that truth of who you are and connect to the love that I believe is higher power. The more you're in that space, the more actually you shine a light that allows darkness to be overcome in the people around you. It just doesn't come from forcing change. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website and get your Zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even Insight Timer. Yes, lots of ways to connect. 
There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple Podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing however you listen to the podcast. We're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button, and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.